Welcome in to episode 18 of the Pop-Off Podcast. I am your host, Tyler Hamamoto, with my co-host, Michael Abbott. It's been a while, but we have some news to catch up on. Spring training has just begun. A lot of crazy stuff is going on in the real world, but in the baseball world, things are starting to get going for the next season. Michael, how have you been since we last spoke? I've been great. You know, since we last spoke, uh, Fernando Tatis decided to become a Padre for life. So, you know, I'm jumping up and down for joy. With that, I've got my Padres Fernando Tatis jersey on for this episode. Tyler's uh, Trevor Bauer jersey is uh, on its way, potentially. You know, we're not sure if he's going to get one or not, but I'm, I'm hyping him up for it. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I did tell you I was going to get one. Now now you mentioned it on the pod, so I can't let our viewers or listeners down, so I got to get it now. Yeah, exactly. For, I, I cornered getting, you into that one. You hooked me. <laughs> 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 speaking of hooked we were uh talking about jace tingler the padres manager before this episode and how uh tyler was re-watching the highlights or the whole game or just the highlights just the highlights just the highlights of the uh playoff game between the padres and dodgers where tingler got ejected and he said some explicit explicit and then said you hooked me um so that, that's why we're laughing about that so yeah, good old good old Jerry West, not Jerry West. Oh boy, who, who's the who's the umpire at West? <laughs> the big dude. Um, I know. Yeah. <laughs> uh... Well, never mind. Okay. Yeah, Tyler was all behind that, right that and he was the one who ejected him. So that so that was fun. Uh, sorry, I'm looking it up. Joe West. Close. Joe West. Oh. J. Yeah, you know, Jerry, Joe, same thing. One was a professional basketball player who happens to be on the logo. The other one's one of the worst umpires in MLB history. <laughs> you know, practically the same person, right? Yeah. <laughs> one's <laughs> one's kind of big and clunky, and the other one's <laughs> on the logo, so. <laughs> That's <laughs> terrible. <laughs> Wait, so um, I know this is off topic already, and we're like a minute in. But um, what Dodgers jerseys do you have for me? Because I Padres jerseys wise, I have uh, this brand new Fernando Tatis brown pinstripes jersey. But then I also have a like 2015 Travis Jankowski blue jersey that I got in the dorms freshman year um, when we were both at Oregon. And then that's it for jerseys and then i also have like a jersey like a shirt jersey of like hoffman and then gwen as well so that's my those are my four my core four god don't you have well, andre ethier yeah so i have i don't have any new ones so i'm like kind of weird with like jerseys now because like because um you know it's unre- not it is related but i you know you know me i'm a big lebron fan and i had like his um cleveland jersey so like when he was on Miami, I was like, oh, this is kind of like worthless because like it's a different team. So like now when I want to buy a jersey, I want a guy that's going to be on that team. So it's like, you know, not like, oh, because I got my dad a Machado shirt when he's on the Dodgers. And it's like, you know, it's funny now, right? <laughs> <laughs> but um, yeah, I have a Loney, James Loney, Andre Ethier, Russell Martin, and I have a custom one, but it doesn't fit me anymore because <laughs> it was when I was a kid. But wait, who was that first one? Uh, James Loney. He was like the he? first baseman. He was their okay. first baseman back in the uh, Russell Martin, Matt Kemp era. Yeah. What a What's with your family and having jerseys of guys who went to the Padres after they went to the Dodgers? Oof. <laughs> but they didn't do anything. <laughs> but, you know, that Bro. Fernando jersey, that's a, that's a keeper. He's going to be there for probably the rest of his career. So you can wear that you know, and feel like good that he's going to be on the team. So, you know, that's awesome. 14 years, $340 million is yeah. what Fernando Tati signed. Yeah, pretty, pretty crazy. Honestly, bring out like the uh, Brinks trucks, right? Yeah. <laughs> Got to get Garda there to, yeah. to like protect him. Just like, okay, here's your check. All right, let's put you in the back of the van, get you out of there. Like, I saw you know. some story about, um, Tatis, he like owed somebody money. I don't know if you heard about that. Oh, the um, uh, the BLA thing. 
the I can't I I remember the acronym. I don't remember what it stands for, but it's like a thing where like minor leaguers sign like a contract with like this agency, and it's like it's insurance basically if they don't make the majors, uh-huh. it'll like pay them money after they're done playing. But if you make the majors, they like depending on the contract you sign, take a percentage of the the major contracts you sign. So we owe it's not it hasn't been reported how much he owes um to them but like he does owe some to them and then obviously has like agent fees and like taxes and stuff so he's obviously not going to take it all but he's probably going to get like at least 250 million of that like pretty crazy I mean, he's got to give back to his family and yeah. all that well his still, family's like, pretty well off cuz his dad was a major leaguer true, for a while true. but but still. he didn't make this kind of money so yeah true <laughs> this is the like- Mike Trout like territory money. Almost. Mookie, that's territory money. Yeah. Yeah. No, it was crazy. I'm stealing this off of Twitter that I saw, but somebody tweeted, I can't pronounce their uh username, but it says Fernando Tatis and Manny Machado alone will be making uh six hundred and forty million dollars over the next decade and a half playing for the Padres. And that's more than the movie The Incredibles made worldwide at box offices at $631 million. What a, what a weird comparison. Isn't that crazy? No, I mean, it's, crazy? It's funny, but like, yeah. And it's just like this gif of like the, um, of Jack Jack, just, you know, when he like um, on fire and it's just like the like mind blowing one. Yeah. Yeah. So that's pretty fun. We were also talking about pre-pod that they've, like Hosmer's on a big contract, Myers is on a big contract, Darvish is on a big contract. Like, how do they pay all these guys? You know, uh, uh, oh, investment, know, I guess. I don't know the numbers, but like, there must be some like you know, luxury tax or something. Yeah, I'll look up their payroll real quick. Um, okay. but yeah, and also when we're speaking of contracts, the um, the top eight players. Um, are Nolan Arenado's his contract's two hundred sixty million. Manny Machado's contract is three hundred million. Garrett Cole three hundred twenty four million. This one is like pretty surprising to me. Giancarlo Stanton at three hundred twenty five million for a guy who's been like hurt his entire career. Like that's a big chunk of money for the Yankees to fork out. Former former MVP. Yeah, but still, like, I don't know. Um. Bryce Harper at 330 million, Tatis at 340 million, Betts at 365 million, and then Trout at 426 and a half million. Overpaid. Yeah. (laughs) Pretty crazy. Pretty crazy. Yeah. All right. The site is loading. Um, While while we uh, wait for you to find the payroll, I'm going to go over some of the other relevant free agents that sign uh mozuna signed a four-year returning back to the braves um we had a trade there was a trade nolan arenado was traded to the uh, cardinals for prospects i don't know if we covered that in the last pod literally um, li- they literally gave up nothing that's my comment on that yeah like they, they it's very confusing to me how they it doesn't just... make sense because like when you give up like a you know one of a you know once in a generation type defensive and defensive defensive and offensive talent like he, he is you know you kind of want to get more prospects in return but <laughs> we don't really know any of the names that they got so yeah exactly, maybe they know no, yeah, something exactly. We don't. Yeah. <laughs> it's like they just want to get rid of his contract and just get a bunch of young guys that may do something yeah um, so anyways, the padres oh. total payroll for 2021 including players that like they've had to pay off because of they like bought out contracts and everything is a hundred and sixty one million dollars. Hmm. That's a lot of money. Interesting. That's yeah. a lot of money. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> How do you get that kind of money? Crazy. Um yeah, but let's see. Manny Machado 30 million this year. Myers 20 million. Hosmer 20 million. Darvish 22 million. Blake Snell 10 and a half. Tommy Pham 9 million. Drew Pomerantz 6 million. Ha Seong Kim, the new uh, infielder, seven million. Yeah, and th- those are the notable ones that are in the millions. And then obviously Tatis is only making a million this year, but starting the year in the next couple of years, it's really going to kick in for him. So they can't really get anybody else. Ah, you never know. It's the Padres. But um... never say never with AJ Preller, Tyler. 
<laughs> we're basically cool. the Dodgers on with payroll now, right? Like the Dodgers can just buy everybody every year, so why can't we? Speaking of who they bought, they got Justin Turner back. Two years, $34 million, and Ooh. the biggest free agent signing of all, the one that we're oh, waiting okay. for. Tyler's the favorite. One, the, <laughs> the reigning Cy Young from the NL, Trevor Bauer, has signed a three-year deal with opt-outs ever, after every year with the Dodgers. One season wonder. He's getting paid like $40 million per year or something like that. <laughs> I don't know how they can afford that too, but... I'm sorry. It's, That's just so too funny? much money. It's too much money for him. In my opinion. One season wonder. <laughs> okay, I'm also a little salty. Okay, I won't lie. Sorry, this we didn't we didn't plan to talk about this, but did you see the uh, Trevor Bauer like Noah Syndergaard beef on Twitter? Yeah, I did. It was so funny. They're so they're both so soft. Because well, um what is it like I don't know the Mets might be kind of salty that like Bauer, you know, made the whole video and then like, just kind of like teased them. <laughs> yeah. Cindergard was like chewing out people that were like tweeting at him, like, you know, fans, potentially really? fans and like, you know, cursing at him and like degrading them as people. Oh, and he's then, salty. <laughs> and then, yeah, Trevor Bauer just kind of like claps back at him. And then I guess Marcus Stroman got a little involved too. <laughs> oh boy. Good old Twitter. <laughs> yeah. I think everyone's right. kind of losing their minds in this yeah. whole pandemic. Oh, seriously. All right. I'm going through. Do, you want, do we want to talk more in depth about Bauer? Because I've sure. got some stats pulled up. So fire away. Yeah. Get ready, buddy. Nine seasons in the MLB, 3.9 ERA. You know, that's lower than I thought it was going to be. Uh, <laughs> Isn't that average? That, yeah, that anything below four is considered good, but I wouldn't say $40 million good. Um, last year with Cincinnati, obviously the Cy Young, um, 1.73 ERA, five and four on the season. Just It's just interesting to me with him, like whether he is good or like average, because with him, he'll have a season like last year where he's great, then – in 2019 he'll have a 4.5 era and then like in 2015 and 2016 he was well over four and then in 2018 he had a 2.2 so it's just very it's very back and forth with him like i want to know your like your thoughts on him just like consistency wise because it looks like he just isn't insanely consistent i understand that um Watching him play, he does have blow-up starts. He kind of gets lit up at times when his stuff's not on and he's kind of, like, leaving it over the plate. But when he's on, like, he's pretty hard to hit. And, you know, if it's, like, every other year, excuse me, if we get a good year out of Bauer or not, (laughs) I guess we're going to get the bad year for the Dodgers. Because if he had his Cy Young year, you know, last year, and he, you know, just kind of blew his load, like, he's (laughs) due for a bad year, right? Yeah, yeah, he's due. He's due for a bad year. Uh, <laughs> all right, so he he has those on and off years, right? All right, we're back from laughing. Uh, we took a bit of a laughing break. We're back, uh, but yeah, he has those years where he's great, and then those years where he's not quite as great. And it's just he's like an enigma to me. It's like he's got this huge personality on social media. He wants to build his brand. Um, but let's take a step back real quick. Like, let's talk about him signing like for the Dodgers. Cause in the previous pod, I was like, Oh, it's like the angels need to get him. And like, if he went to the Dodgers, that'd just be like the icing on the cake for them. So like of the two LA region area teams, I was disappointed as a Padres fan and as a like Southern California baseball fan who just doesn't really like the Dodgers that he signed with the Dodgers. Um, I thought, yeah, Tyler's waving at me through our Zoom call here, but um, I was disappointed the Angels didn't go after him. But at the same time, like, I'd if the Angels were going to invest that kind of money, I'd rather them invest in like other starters that might cost like half that and be more willing to sign long-term deals. Because the thing that like astounds me from this deal's perspective is that like he can just opt out every year, and it's 
Like, I don't understand. To me, I don't under like everybody to each their own. I mean, like, I'm never going to make forty million dollars in a year, but like, I'd want some stability, stability as like the front office, you know, and not like shell out forty million just for him to like leave the next year. Yeah, um, that contract is weird. I haven't really seen one like that, but it's very player friendly. Like it's you know giving him what he wants, and I think the negotiation negotiations kind of like led to that. Like you know we'll give you whatever you want. Like we want you this much. Like we want you like this bad. And like you know if you want forty million a year with opt outs, like we'll do that. And I think he deep down knows that he can be inconsistent and. Like, let's say he does have a bad year. Like, he doesn't want to go out to the free agency market with having coming off a bad year again. So I think he's thinking more long-term. I think he wants like a bigger contract because the the market this year was, like, kind of kind of stale to, like, previous years. And I think he wants to get, like, that big Garrett Cole 10-year deal, right? Old teammate from UCLA. So I think – he wants to have that safety where he can come back to the Dodgers making money if he has a bad year, but if he has a good year, he might leave to get that, you know, long-term deal that he, he really wants. Yeah. I, it's just, I don't think like he's a, for a guy making 40 million, his, his like resume, you wouldn't think he'd be a guy making $40 million. Like, I list off a little bit of them earlier, but like, yes, he's a Cy Young award winner with an asterisk next to it. Cause it was a shortened season and he's a one-time all-star. Like you, you'd think, I think, okay, maybe he's making a couple million dollars a year and then like hit me with 40 million. I'm like, what? He's making like more on average than Mike Trout. Like, okay. Like that's pretty, pretty crazy to me, but like not, not trying to hate on him or anything. Like he's obviously very good, but it's, it was, it was very interesting to me to see. A team well, give one, more thing money. Wanna, one more thing I want to say is that like the fit for the Dodgers, like I don't really know about his personality. Cause I think he's kind of, he's a little out there and like, I think the culture that this team has is very team oriented. And if he's willing to, you know, be unselfish and, you know, put in the work for his team, but not just himself and like build his brand, like help the team win, you know, I'm just questioning the fit with him because I think, you know, part of the reason he came to, you know, the Dodgers was to like build his brand and it's like easiest to do it in like LA, like Hollywood. So it makes sense for his, you know, his part. And, you know, I just hope it doesn't create like drama and all that stuff. Yeah. Cause he, you in the past has created drama where he's gone. Like, remember like when he first, when he was with Cleveland right before he was about to get traded, he like the, Terry Francona came to like take him out of the game. And then he like chucked the ball over the center field wall. Yeah. I was like, Oh, okay, Trevor. And then like he, uh, whether it's a good or bad thing, like he calls out like the MLB, like their rules about like what players can and can't do. And Cause like, I'm like, I agree with them. They're like, I'm all for like players expressing themselves and like being who they are. Like they're just playing a game, you know, like, and they're trying to grow that game. And I think he's a figure that like wants, obviously wants to grow the game with like, his vlog and like who he is and stuff. So that's, that is a very good point. Um, also about the fit in LA um, from a, like, obviously like career standpoint, that's great for him building himself, but it's like, is he, as you said, is he going to be like a team player and that kind of stuff? And it's also like, what if he does have a like bad year and then wants to hit free agency anyways, like he's not going to get 40 million again, you know? So it's like, very interesting to me having those opt-outs, but like, it's like, if you have a bad year, you're not going to opt out. But if you have like a pretty good year, you're also not going to opt out. And it's like, if you have a great year and you win a world series, are you really going to opt out of your contract? Like very, very interesting to me. Um, any, any last thoughts on Trevor? Um, You know, the more time that I've had to think about it, the more I like question it. But like initially I was really excited because I did not mm-hmm. think he would go there because, you know, they don't really need him, but shoot, like, I'm not going to say no. <laughs> yeah, exactly. You're not going to say no to the NL, uh, the, the reigning NL Cy Young signing with your team. Like, yeah. I mean, from a base standpoint, like if he wants to sign for your team, you're going to 
go for it, you know? Yeah. One, one more thing I want to ask, cause I've been seeing it online is like who there's like debates and like who has the better rotation between the Dodgers and the Padres. And it's kind of interesting because like, when you thought like taught, you know, Padres rotation, like a year ago, you're like, ah, you know, who they have like Paddock and like Lament. That's about it. Like, yeah. Like yeah. Shaky. It was like Paddock, Lament, Richards, um, Lucchese. Davies. I know I'm forgetting someone, but who'd you say? Davies. Zach yeah. Davies. Zach Davies. Oh yeah. I miss him already. Um, but yeah, now they're just like stacked. It's crazy. Now they got Musgrove, Snell, Darvish, Paddock again, mm-hmm. uh, Clevinger on IL after Tommy John and then Lamette. I, mean, yeah. I only said Lamette already, but yeah, like it's, it's close, but you know, scary. <laughs> It's it's gonna be it's crazy because when we started this pod, like the Padres were like you know, what, what do you call them? Like the the dwellers, the dwellers, seller, <laughs> yeah, the whatever, dwellers. yeah, yeah, that's what they were. <laughs> and then now they're like you know potentially, or what? MLB has like number two on like their power rankings. Like yeah. that's crazy. <laughs> if you asked me that, like if the Padres would be number two in power rankings next year. I would say you're crazy. Yeah, like last April when they had like none of their like when their whole roster was different, and it was like just Tatis, Machado, Hosmer, um, Lamette, and like those were like their star players and like and Fam. Um, but yeah, it's crazy, Cra- crazy times to be like like you go from like obscurity down in San Diego, not really obscurity, but like not a great team and historically not a great team to suddenly like a contender for like the next five to 10 years, you know, pretty, pretty crazy. But going back to that rotation question, um, who do the Dodgers include in their so, like, top five or six? Either Bueller or Kershaw's like their, their ace. And then mm-hmm. it'd be Bauer following them. And then you, <laughs> it, what's up? Sorry. Just the guy you signed for 40 minutes. It's crazy that like the Dodgers are, <laughs> relevant because like their third best starter is the one who's getting paid the most you know like it's yeah. crazy how much talent they have in their starting that's, that's how deep they are yeah i mean they have so many prospects still that they you know could you know trade and stuff to get more but i don't know the management knows something so but anyways yeah bauer kershaw and bueller would be the top three and then it's kind of interesting. There's David Price who's coming off the uh, COVID opt-out. And oh, he's yeah. in spring training getting ready. And rumblings of him, you know, having that fire that he wants to, you know, prove himself on this team. Because there's a lot of, you know, there's a lot of talent on this team. And these spots aren't, you know, just handouts. Like, you have to earn it. So Right. So, I think he's four. And then maybe Urias is five. And then you have probably move may dustin may and then tony gonsolin to the bullpen so that's how deep they are you know if i'm other teams i'm calling about may and gonsolin yesterday oh yeah. yeah you know like they're phenomenal they just don't have like well i mean this year i think a lot of teams at least initially are going to use six starters just because it's like they're going to play a full season and they got to build guys up but still like oh my goodness like those last two Last three, honestly, have the ability to be like a number two or even potentially an ace at some point on like another <laughs> team, team, you know? Yeah. Like <laughs> Dustin May is like my my kryptonite, honestly. The Machado strike. The Machado kryptonite. Yeah, the and watching the ball, the ball comes out of his hand <laughs> on like the right side or right handed hitters batter's box. And then just like curves its way, like his movement. It, it, it's not a curveball; it's a fastball. It's going like ninety-eight miles an hour, and it's just slicing across the plate. Like in like, um, did you do you have a Wii? Yeah. Oh, did mm-hmm. you ever have a Wii? Uh, yes. The Mario, the Mario Super Sluggers. You know, like if you can hold down on the ball magically, like moves across the plate, <laughs> and then the yeah. batter hits a ground ball. That's literally what. Um, that's literally what he does. It's broken. Dustin May does. Yeah, it's broken. It's They're, broken. Yeah, that's. In- but would you give who would you give the edge to the in talent? Okay, good. Just well, just if everybody sure. was healthy, okay. Next year, come back to we'll, we'll come back to this question next year when Clevinger's healthy. Um, but and if and we'll see how Bauer does this year. 
But um, right now, I definitely give the edge to the Dodgers, but it's close. I mean, like, it's way closer than it was last year, obviously. Oh, definitely. So, like, I think um, from a Padres perspective, Musgrove is a pretty sneaky pickup. Like, hey, he's like Bauer, but not as good. He has years whoa, where he's, whoa, like, fantastic. Whoa, 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 Hey, whoa. hey, hey, I said not as good. He has years where he's fantastic, and then more years where he's not good. So, and for him to be – and, like, he doesn't have to be the guy anymore. You know, like, in Pittsburgh, he was, like, the guy. True. Um, yeah. But now he's just, like, the fourth starter. And he can just, like, wheel and deal like Davies did last year. Not, a, like, they're the same pitcher at all because they're not. But like just kind of fly under the radar and be like quietly solid. Like I feel like that's Musgrove right there. Just doing his thing, right? Yeah. I mean, he's but got I'm a so... role. Sorry. No, you go, you go. I'm just I was just gonna say he has like a role in this team and like you know, before he was an ace, but now he's just like another guy in the cog. So yeah. Yeah. Who's your opening day starter? <laughs> if you had to... that's like a trendy thing to ask. Like, oh, who's the opening day starter? Well, you know how much I don't like Kershaw and like Bueller's my guy. So I go Bueller if he's healthy. Cause he's had, he was dealing with some like blister stuff last mm-hmm. year. And I mean, but he has the whole off season, you know? So yeah. What about you? Mm. That's tough, huh? It's a toss up between Snell and Darvish for me. That's what I'm thinking too. Ah, no, I kind of want to trot Lamette out there just for nostalgic reasons. Just be like, oh, he was on the team last year. Let's put him out there. Yeah, you can't. But at the same time. You can't, like, demote Lament, you know, and you guys yeah. come in. You got you to have some loyalty to your old players. Yeah, I mean, well, it's, eh. I mean, he's the third starter in terms of, like, how good he is, but could arguably yeah. be the number one by the end of the year. Um, but MLB has um, – we'll get into this more later, but MLB has Darvish as their 30th-ranked best player. And then um, Lamette as their 74th ranked best player, and then Snell at 80. So if you're going off of that, Darvish is whoa, whoa. the best. Snell is 80? Yeah. That That's ridiculous. Low That's low. too low. Yeah. I thought he was he like a top to 50 player. Easily. He, sh- he could be top 30. Uh, Maybe he's biased yeah. from the, the playoff performances and yeah. stuff. I mean, he's, he was the second best pitcher on that team behind Glasnow, in my opinion. So That's a take. I don't know. the hair. Okay, it's probably the hair. The hair gets me. Dude. <laughs> Glasnow's a fantastic-looking human being. <laughs> and he's nasty, too. So, you know. Yeah. And his name's Tyler, so you got to like oh, Yeah, why isn't he higher on your list? Stop, <laughs> stop slandering him. You've got, you've got his name. I couldn't. I was rooting against him in the World Series. I, I can't do that. <laughs> hey, guess who's 79 on this MLB top 100 list? Is he a Dodger? A former Dodger. Oh, form is it Jock? No. He's not even close to the top 100. Are you kidding me? <laughs> he cracks the my pitcher. top 100. Former, oh. former Dodgers pitcher. Oh, Maeda? No, Didn't he's you? now on the Twins. Oh, wait, you said Maeda, right? Yeah, the first oh, one. Oh, yeah, it's, it's Kenta. Yeah, sorry. I heard Hinjin Ryu when you said that. Was, that was my second reason. one. Yeah. Hinjin, I think, is in the top 20 or 30. Top 20. Oh, one more interesting thing I want to mention. Isn't it crazy how they left? They had those guys leave, right? And they didn't need them to win. Yeah. yeah. Those guys are super talented. They didn't need them. Yeah. Absolutely crazy to me. Uh, Hinjin Ryu is the 39th ranked player, apparently, entering 2021. The Blue Jays are stacked. Oh, yeah. Sorry. We're we're hopping around on this pod today. Sorry. We're just uh, flowing. We're flowing. Yeah. Like Springer. Springer. They got a Kirby. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) We miss you, Kirby. Do they get hand, too? Oh. Let me look that up. Yeah, I'm going to find that too. Shoot. I'll get there first. Brad Hand. um, Uh, Washington. uh, Ew. I miss him. What happened to that uh, Chassin guy? (laughs) Oh, wait. Oh, oh, you know what's funny? Um, Before the episode, I was looking up 
top 100 active players with like the most career like war so wins above replacement Stop. and guess who's number 100 on the list Chassin. yeah and he hasn't no even way. like had good years recently no way yeah that's gross how yeah i don't know but guess who's uh, leading the list uh mike nope close same Luke? team. Oh, Rendon? No. Remember, this is active career. Oh, Pujols. Yes, yes. Trout's second, and then Zach Granke is third. That's interesting. Yeah. Clayton Kershaw is tied for fifth. But yeah, uh, Mr. Ulysse Chassin is out there at 100th place. Um, with a 20.0 wins above replacement. And right above him is A.J. Pollock at a 20.1. Oh, God. <laughs> Mr. Strikeout himself. Yeah. Hey, Dude, Kurt um... Suzuki. Sorry. <laughs> Continue. <laughs> Apparently, Chasin's on the Yankees in their minor league system. <laughs> He's going to be rocking the pinstripes. The wrong pinstripes. Ulysse. Um, shall we seg- segue towards our top 10 MLB player list? Whoa, 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 whoa. Not so fast, sir. You forgot a Mr. Fernando. We've, we, I mean, we kind of yeah. talked about him, but like, well, let's talk about him more. So, because I, I, I don't, re- I don't really want to, but you really want to. Yeah, exactly. Okay. You know, some that relationships, Tyler, are about sometimes listening and sometimes talking. So this is the segment where you listen, okay? Sound good? <laughs> <laughs> so, and yeah. It like, so. reminds me of that scene where, like, in the Spider-Man Homecoming where, like, Tony Stark, like, hops out the suit. He's like, no, no, no. This is where you listen to the adult now. <laughs> <laughs> the, adult, the, the adults are speaking. The ad- <laughs> yeah, the adults are speaking. <laughs> okay, so Fernando um, signed a 14-year, as we know, $340 million contract. Padre for life. I'm stoked about it. Tyler's sweating over there because he knows the NOS is not 100% in the Dodgers' grasp anymore. Um, but yeah, that, that infield is arguably the best in baseball, or left side of the infield is arguably the best in baseball with Machado and Tatis. Like, if Arenado was still on um, – the Rockies, you can make a case for Story and Arenado, but I feel like they'd come in second to Tatis and Machado. So, yeah, I'm just really excited about that. Um, I just wanted to get my little one-minute talk in there, and now Tyler can take us on over to our little little lists we've created. So, yeah, one more. One of my final thoughts on Tatis. That's going to be scary part of the infield to hit on that left side because both of those guys are gold glove you know talent guys and good for you man you got Tatis for the rest of his career you know he's special talent and if he can you know get rid of those strikeouts he will be like potentially the next Mike he's getting paid like the next Mike so I hope he becomes the next Mike that too <laughs> but for our listeners, we have prepared a top 10, our top 10 players right now in the MLB. Um, Do you want to start yeah, at 10 yeah. and work our way to one? Okay. That, I feel like fair. that builds suspense. Okay. Um, so before the pod, Michael and I flipped the coin and we decided that I would go first. So coming in at number 10, the third baseman for the Sod Poodles, the San Diego Padres. Manny Machado's my number 10. <laughs> I see your face. And then coming in at number nine, he just re-signed with his team. Mr. Initials, DJ LeMayhew. Kind of a take. Um, I like him. He hits for average. Sneaky power. Good leadoff guy for that Yankees team kind of gets them going when you know Judge and Stanton can't can't find the ball <laughs> or stay on the field. That too, good one. <laughs> Co- 
coming in at number eight is the former NL MVP, uh, Yelly, yeah, Christian Yelich. Um, I don't know. I like to watch him at bat. He always, you know, hangs in there. Did have a down year, but I expect him to bounce back. I think his team kind of let him down, but expect him to have a good year next year. But number seven, another Yankee, Garrett Cole, my only starting pitcher in my top 10. Kind of a take. Michael <laughs> got mad, kind of chewed me out because I didn't have <laughs> another guy in there who he has on his list. So you guys will hear his. And then number six, Ronald Acuna Jr. Kind of low for some lists, but. I know he's got, you know, a good swing, but whenever I watch him, he kind of strikes out a lot, especially in the playoffs. He did not have a good postseason. And then number five is his free, uh, <laughs> oh, slurring my words here. Number five is his teammate, Freddie Freeman. I was getting a little excited. A lot of F's in one sentence. Good job. It is. Thank you. Um, Yeah, Freddie, that guy mashes the ball. when Whenever he was batting against the Dodgers in the playoffs, like I was scared. Cause he can just, you know, just bunt it and he'll just, he'll just hit a home run. Like he's, you know, after him dealing with COVID, you know, before the season started and how he bounced back and almost won MVP, you know, crazy. He did win MVP. For I'm 2020. sorry. He did. Yeah. I'm sorry. He came close in a couple of years, but yeah, he won in 2020. I'm sorry. I'm slipping here. It's been a while. And then number four, the $340 million man, Fernando Tatis Jr. I hope you have him a little higher. Your bias kind of, no. Okay. Number three, Juan Soto for the Nationals. No? You seem disgusted in my list. <laughs> um, no, I'll, I'll, we'll, we'll talk after I do mine, but uh, we, have, we have some pretty drastic differences. Okay, but a uh, question for after your list. I'm going to ask you again, but for now you can let it marinate. But Juan Soto, Tatis, and Acuna, those guys are like the next three faces of the MLB. So I want to hear who you think will be the best out of those three. Bias not included. Number two, I have Mookie Betts. I think all around he's a five-tool player, has power, hits for average, steals, plays defense. Great guy. Whenever he hits that double, he does a little hand motion like this, you know. <laughs> the number one, I have Cody Bellinger. No, no, I have Mike Trout. <laughs> you should have seen my face. My face, <laughs> I, my, my like face dropped. I was like, what? Like, excuse yeah, me? <laughs> Co- Cody did not crack my top 10 list. He just, he seems too inconsistent for me. But number one, you know, we can't go against one of the greatest players, if not the greatest baseball player to ever play the game, Mike Trout. So he's my number one. Hopefully he makes the playoffs this year, but he always has a great year. Somehow he didn't make the top three voting or MVP voting or whatever, top three this year, which is kind of interesting. But yeah, I mean, 2020 was an interesting year. So true. But and he, that's he my... had, by his standards, a down year last year, even though he still hit like 280 and had almost the most home runs in the American league. So <laughs> down here. Yeah. Yeah. It's crazy. He, he just sets the bar so high for himself, but yeah, that's yeah. my top 10. Um, I'll do it again. Just to recap Machado's at 10 going down to up DJ Yelich, Garrett Cole, Acuna, Freeman, Tatis, Soto, Betts, and Trout. And the floor is yours. Okay. We had a lot of differences actually. Kind of surprised. Um, hmm. Okay. I'm like thinking there, there's like two guys who I might include over no. another guy, but too late. Don't, I already don't, committed. Don't change it. All yeah, right. Don't change Number it. Number 10, Nolan Arenado. Oof. One of Tyler's least favorite players in all Wait, of is this – sorry. Is this when he's in Coors or not in Coors? See, that's the thing. That's why he's not higher on the list for me. Um Career 293 hitter, uh, but I'm as you said, I'm interested to see how he does on a new team after being traded for practically peanuts to the Cardinals from the Rockies. Like, yes, he's not in Coors. This is where he's going to prove his haters like Tyler wrong and show he can actually hit outside of Coors Field. Number nine, I have Garrett Cole. 
Um, he had a rough start to life in the Bronx, but he finished the year with a 2.84 ERA, has a career 3.19 with 101 wins and 55 losses. So that's pretty dang solid. Um, at number eight, I'm also going to kind of answer your question as I go through with the Acuna Soto Tatis list. Um, number eight is Cody Bellinger. He's who I wanted to take off after hearing he wasn't on your list, but you know, I already committed. Um, but in my notes section, it says is the guy on the list. I had the hardest time keeping on because of potential inconsistencies. Yes. He was the MVP in 2019, but in 2020, he had 239 and his average throughout his career, alibi still very young career, is 273. So he can be fantastic at times. Um, he's in a major market, so that helps. He's in the major market, so that helps. But yeah, I have him at eight, but he could easily – he's still – I mean, I'm not saying falling off the top ten list of best baseball players is like a horrible thing um, because he's still – at worst a top 20 player in the game it's just kind of hard to you know like i feel like once you get below eight it's like okay seven through one really easy to keep on there eight through ten can like fluctuate really easy um but then at seven i have ronald acuna jr uh 2018 rookie of the year but he hit 250 in 2020 but he was also injured for a little bit I really expect a bounce back season. He's a guy who has the potential to like hit 40 home runs and steal 40 bases. Like him and Tatis are very similar. It's pretty incredible. Um, yeah. I mean, he's obviously a Braves outfielder. Um, I have another question, but I'll ask it after. Um, was he seven? I'm already losing track 10. Yes, he was seventh. Sixth, I have Juan Soto. And yeah, I mean, Nationals, great player. I'm trying to find my notes on him. I've lost it. Um, there he is. Okay. Um, some people think he's like, he could be above bets good, but I've yet to see that because Mookie and Trout are kind of in their own category. And then there's everybody else, you know? Um, and then fifth, I have Fernando. Which which is too low in your opinion, which is fine. I'll take that. Well, you know, I have him at four, so it's, it's yeah, close. too low. Yeah. It's too low. I gotta bump him up. But you know, it was <laughs> probably biased because I, you know, I can't put him at two or three because then everybody's gonna think, oh, it's the Padres bias from Michael. Um, but yeah, I have Fernando at five for obvious reasons. He's a top five player in baseball. He's incredible. He, in my biased opinion, is the future face of baseball over. Soto and Acuna Jr., but it's very close. I mean, I don't know if it's like marketability, but for me, he's been in like more commercials and more stuff than the other two. So that also helps get his like national brand out there. Cause like I know he has deals with like Gatorade and he's on the he's cover the... of the show for 21, which I pre ordered, pre ordered. Thank you, mom. Uh, very excited <laughs> because it's coming to Xbox and it, I, yeah, I'm just going to play it all day, every day when I get it. Um, and then at four, I have somebody who wasn't even on your list. I don't think Jacob DeGrom or was he? No, he wasn't on your list. Yeah. No, he didn't make it. Um, he's just the model of consistency. I mean, he almost won his third straight NL Cy Young award. So I don't know how you don't have him on your list. If he came in second this year and won the previous two years, don't, don't, I don't quite know how he's not on your list, but you know, to each their own. Um, he's, he throws his fastball like a hundred and then his sliders in the mid nineties. And then there's, he's got a change up too. So like incredible, incredible. He's the best pitcher in baseball right now, either reliever or, um, starter in my opinion like and he also is playing for a now rejuvenated Mets team so watch out for them in 2021 and then the top two are the same as you bets at two and trout at one but those two are just in their own stratosphere no one really comes close to them like it's trout at one and if Mike Trout wasn't alive Mookie Betts would be number one and they they're far and away the best two players in the game it's kind of crazy that they're both in Southern California too so it's like, we can just like, when the world gets better, we can just like, okay, Tyler's going to drive to Dodger stadium, see the best player in the world. And I'm going to drive to 
uh, Angel Stadium and see the best player in the world play. Like it's we're pretty lucky. So yeah, that's my top ten. I'll run through it again. Um, I went Nolan Arenado, Garrett Cole, Cody Bellinger at eight, Acuna seven, Soto six, Tatis five, Degrom four. Oh, I skipped over Freddie Freeman. I put him at three. I put Freddie Freeman at number three on my list. Okay. Um, as the 2020 uh, NL MVP, he deserves a top three spot. Um, and then Mookie at two and then Trout at one. So yeah, notable guys who just missed for me, who will fluctuate throughout the year if we continue this segment, include Yelich, Machado, Rendon, Shane Bieber, Francisco Lindor, and DJ LeMahieu. So we actually had more differences than I thought we would. Yeah, so I kind of went different, but now I'm regretting not having um, DeGrom in here after you. You calling me out and then saying that, you know, consistently Cy Young contender. Hey, it's okay. my mistake. It's okay. Sometimes we just my miss mistake. over things. Like I forgot to mention Freeman. So, you know, it's okay. Yeah. We're all good. If if I were to redo it, I'd probably put, I don't know, DeGrom at seven, then move Cole down to like 10. Yeah. Bump, bump, you, give Machado the boot. Yeah. <laughs> um, and then you would probably change Bellinger, right? Yeah, I'd probably take out Bellinger, include either Yelich or Rendon. Fair. It's, yeah. you know, it's honestly, hard. it's all opinion-based, like what yeah. you see. And I think, you know, based on like our list and like, you know, other people's list online, like I think a lot of the talent is in the National League. Yeah. Yeah, we were crazy. talking about that. Yeah. It's insane. Like of my top 10, two play in the American League. And of my top 15, four play in the American League. It's very nationally dominated, which is interesting. Yeah. Yeah. I'm going to put you on the spot here now that we've like kind of wrapped that all up. Okay. Um, for me, there's a clear top three, top four in baseball. But if you had to list a like your top five teams as of now. Teams? Yes. Okay. Um, Our teams, Dodgers and then the Padres, and then mm-hmm. in no order. I mean, that's a good order, though, but <laughs> uh, that's tough. Um, I want to do the Yankees, but they didn't really do anything except just get LeMahieu back. Mm-hmm. I will put the Blue Jays in there. The top I'll throw the White teams? Sox, White Sox in there too. Wow, White Sox are young and getting better. They got Liam Hendricks, the uh, closer for the A's, who's pretty good. Okay, so Blue Jays, White Sox, Padres, Dodgers. I get one more. You're missing it. The- You're missing a team, a very clear team, in my opinion. Ooh. I'm a little off today, dude. Um, in my opinion, <laughs> the other team includes Freddie Freeman. So whatever team Freddie Freeman's on. Uh, I, I thought about him, but. Um, nah. give, me give, me, give, give me a minute. Give me a minute. Give me a minute. Okay. I'll list my five while you think. Um, okay. Dodgers, Padres, one, two. Braves at three. Yankees at four. And... Probably White Sox at five. Okay. Do I want to go with the Twins? You know how much I like the Twins. You know, screw it. Screw it. Cruise Missile's back on the Twins. Let's go. We're going Twins at five. We don't, we don't, I don't support the three one teams that choke. So we're. quote the Braves we don't we don't support those teams here so they get the boot for me we got the twins in the top five Kenta's gonna win the Cy Young oh if we're gonna talk about that just real quick my my jinx is um I I destroyed Shohei Otani last year saying he's gonna win the Cy Young and MVP and then because I did that because I saw a report with like the pitching coach saying like he looked as good as ever and I heard the same thing again <laughs> do I do by it? the manager, right? Oh, uh, Joe Madden? Yeah. 
<laughs> I remember him saying that. Yeah, early early take. Shohei Otani bounces back. Oh no! Hits fifty bombs and wins the Cy Young Award. You heard it here first on the Pop Off Podcast. You're gonna ruin his career, man. <laughs> okay. <laughs> well, yeah. So sorry to put you on the spot there, but um, I enjoy no, making good. these lists and stuff. So that's probably something we'll revisit later on in the pod but uh before we sign off any final thoughts um i'm just excited that baseball is back you know spring training just started i think everybody reported as of yeah. today on tuesday the 23rd of february so opening day is april 1st so we're a little bit over a month away which is crazy and it'll be the show comes out i think April, like late April. It's kind of yeah. weird. It's come, it comes out after opening day. Normally, like these sport games, they come out before the opening day. Yeah. Like the start of the season, but they're behind. So it's okay. That's I'll exciting. wait. I've waited a long time for it to come out on Xbox. So I'm okay waiting a couple yeah. more weeks. Well, shoot me an invite. We can play against each other. Oh, we'll no. Do a, we'll do Padres and Dodgers every time. You'll <laughs> kick my butt. <laughs> it's okay. I'll start. I'll start Kenley as my my starter. But... <laughs> <laughs> um, just you know, in the real world, like you know, we're getting back to normal slowly but surely. So everyone stay safe and be smart about your decisions. And you know, let's let's get through this together because we're almost there. You know, yeah. things are getting yeah. better. There's a vaccine out, and mm-hmm. it's almost been a year since this all started. I guess in a way, like the shutdown stuff. Yeah, pretty crazy. Pretty crazy. Well, thank you all for tuning in to episode 18 of the Pop-Off Podcast. Uh, Tyler and I really appreciate all of you tuning in and listening to us. This is our 18th time we've done this, and uh, your support is really appreciated. And thank you all so much, and we'll see you next time we record.